Hey everyone, it's Rich Bennett, host of Conversations with Rich Bennett, bringing you an exciting chance to win with our latest giveaway sponsored by Tar Heel Construction Group. Get ready to make a splash just by tuning into the podcast. Yes, you heard that right. While you're soaking up our latest episodes, listen closely for a special splash sound. When you hear it, remember the episode name. Here's what you do next. Shoot us an email at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com with the episode title. Each splash sound means a new chance to win. So the more you listen, the better your chances. If you don't have email, then just leave a voicemail from our website at conversationswithrichbennett.com. What's the prize? How about a brand new waterproof Bluetooth speaker? Perfect for listening to our episodes, whether you're in the bath, on the beach, in the pool or on the go. You have until the end of May to send in your entries and we'll announce the lucky winner on June 3rd. Don't miss out on this splashy opportunity brought to you by Tar Heel Construction Group. Dive into our episodes and win big. At the end of each podcast episode, I'm going to recommend a podcast that somehow or another ties into this episode. So please listen to the whole episode of the podcast, because I guarantee you, the podcast I recommend you're going to love. A couple of things I need to tell you about right away. So with HartfordCountyLiving.com, when I created that, one of the goals was to help local businesses, I guess, build themselves up, you know, get the word out about them. And... That's one of the things I've been able to do since 2012. When I started the podcast in 2015, that was another goal. I wanted to get more people on so they could talk about their business, tell their stories, let people know about them, and also, you know, make connections, connect people to other people. And with Harford Canada and with Rich Bennett, I was able to do that as well. Now, conversations with Rich Bennett, the same thing. I, I mean, that's what I want to do. I just want to get people's stories out there. I want people to hear about all these businesses, these nonprofits, all the work that people do, and to introduce people to others because it's something that, I don't know, it's just, that's just me. That's something I've always wanted to do. And it just so happens that on this episode of Conversations with Rich Bennett, I have a gentleman on. I had him on before. He was on Harford County living with Rich Bennett a while ago. And since that time, he's done so much. And I can honestly say I'm very proud of him. This gentleman went ahead and started his own podcast. He is now a, actually, when he started, just, I mean, he's a professional podcaster. He still learned ropes like I am, but that's the one thing about podcasts. That's about business, period. You never stop learning. Never. Podcasts have changed so much, and it's, uh, well, you'll, you'll hear about it. But I am I am honored to have him back onto the show. Kind of surprised him. I think he thought he was coming in to co-host the show, and it's like, nah, I want to play catch-up. Um, but I have Brad Cox, who hosts his own podcast called Mouthful of Graffiti, The Mog. And on this episode, we're going to talk about the situation with the trademark of his band that he went through, in rec- I believe record label as well. And we're going to talk about podcasting. We're going to have a lot of tips and advice for people. And if there's anything that 
we don't cover that you would like you know to ask us about, email me. Email Brad. I'm sure you know either of us would be happy to answer it. So sit back and enjoy the conversation. Coming to you from the Freedom Federal Credit Union Studios, Harford County Living presents Conversations with Rich Bennett. Come on, you're faster than me. Guys, yeah. we've been together. Jack is 24 and 13. Oh man, you already said it. I was going to ask her. She remembered the date. Sitting here today with a gentleman that I had on God Harford County Living with Rich Bennett. A year ago? It was about a year ago. About yeah. a year ago. It was the summer. I remember it was the summer. Was it the summer? Well, it was the summer when you released it, so it may have been a year ago. Okay. Yeah. But since that time, he blames me, but since that time... I do blame you. <laughs> since that time, a lot has happened. Um, and Well, we'll talk about that, but I had Brad Cox back on again, author, musician, uh and now a professional podcaster. Somehow. Uh, what yeah. other hat are you wearing? Uh, well, you know, I, I work a full-time job. Well, that too, yeah. I'm a husband. That's a job. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, though, it is. It's a job. I can say that. My wife doesn't listen. <laughs> well, I mean, it, we've been together for 25 years, so it's not like it's a, it's a hard job. We actually get along very well. So You guys have been married for 25 years? Well, we've been married since 2002, but we've been together for 25 uh, years. Oh, okay. okay. We were living in sin for a while. You know? uh, I was going to say, man, yeah, you're yeah. a lot younger than me, though. I mean, because we're getting ready to celebrate 25 years. Yeah, it's... But it's been, I mean, yeah. we met, um, she was 17 and I was 19. Okay. So. So five years ago. <laughs> yeah. 20, 25, really? Yeah. Damn, Brad, I thought you were in like your early 30s. No, I'm 44. You don't look it, man. I'm starting to get jowls, though. I didn't have jowls. <laughs> this time last year, I did not have jowls. And I actually got one of those things that you chew on that's supposed to strengthen the muscles in your face. Yeah. And I think I just messed up my TMJ or TMG, whatever it is that like messes up with the uh, the muscles in your in your mouth. I don't know, man. You're all talking Greek to me. I'll have no idea what the hell you're yeah, talking Yeah, well, anyway, I, I started developing jowls. That was like the first what you, time. What of, exactly is jowls? It's like when the, the, the skin around your uh, cheek starts kind of falling down a little bit. Oh, where it looks like you have almost like Droopy the Dog? Yeah, yeah, Droopy the okay. Dog. Okay. It's just so I thought that was just an age thing. No, no, it just started. And and I've noticed with age, if you get older and you stay really thin, like I'm trying to stay thin, but Mm -hmm. if you do, if you stay too thin, you start looking kind of like gaunt, like Steve Buscemi, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, You don't want to look like that, but you also don't want to pick up the, uh, you know, the the weight as you get older, or not too much anyway. (laughs) Why you got to look at me when you say that, man? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, I, I. I get paid for that weight. By the way, I, I'm loving the sweatshirt here. Oh, the Harford Fighting Nails? Yeah. You, you know, because my daughter goes there. Yeah, the I do the ticketing College. for their events, so. And I was like, I got to have, I got to have the swag. Got to have Because my wife has it. My daughter has it. They never got me anything. Yeah. So, uh, was it last? Or the first semester, took my daughter up, first semester of this year, took my daughter up to get her books, and we had to pick them up in the store. Right. I was looking. I was like, man, they got some nice stuff here. Right. So told my daughter, I said, man, I'm going to have to go back up there again and get some stuff. So second semester, I guess. Is that, that what they're in now? Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Would... Yeah, whatever it is. So anyways, I said, yeah, I'll take her up there to get her books. And um, 
I was going through the racks. I'm like, man, it's like I got, but I had to have something with the owl on it. I love the owl. So every job I've ever had, there's there's a pint glass. So in my basement, I have a Baltimore Sun pint glass. I have a Patch.com pint glass. And you would think that Hartford Community College, being college students, would have a pint glass, but they don't want to. I don't think they want to condone the drinking. I guess I, I don't know that, but I'm like, you guys need a pint glass. These kids would gobble pint glasses up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that. Really? They don't have... I, I have not seen one. There might be a coffee mug or something, like tumblers or something like that. But... Yeah, well, certain beers don't taste good in a coffee <laughs> mug. I mean, it's just... Right, right. They don't have... All right, they need to get that taken care they of. They do. As a merch and, and marketing person, absolutely, you've got to get pint They classes. should do a whole... I mean, colleges in general, not just the pint glasses, do all... Well, I don't know, in college, they probably don't... Do all the different beer tastes. I can understand now they'll have like a beer bong or a funnel or something like well, that. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but no, you have your pint glass, you have your Belgian glasses, you know, for your different styles yeah, of beer. Right. I mean, I know the Marine Corps does that. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I would buy them. Now, I could be sp- speaking out of turn because this is when I started there. They didn't have them, but right. um, maybe they have them now. But I remember like going up there specifically for a pint glass, and I was like, you you guys don't have a pint glass. Come on. You're, wow. Yeah. So who do we, if they don't have them, who do we need to talk to to fix that? Probably the uh, the college store. Manager. Well, they probably won't listen to you <laughs> since you work there. They won't. All right, so I need to call. Yeah, call up and say I need a pint glass. Yeah, I'll, they'll they, have other people put call. Screech the owl on there, and the kids would Man, love that. that. Would, the, not just the kids. Yeah, the, and, I think everybody well, yeah, in the community yeah. would. Anybody that's uh, going to college there would like them. Yeah, and the thing is, they could, man, they could make so much money mm. off that. I guarantee you, the breweries around town, around the county, would probably carry them. Yeah. Man, right. you're on to something here. I might be. I think you need to start running the store there. <laughs> okay, so... It's another we, hat to wear. Yeah, yeah, never mind. Don't run the store. <laughs> All right. So the last time you were on, we were talking about... I hope I don't get it wrong. Skipto Calypso. Schizo. Calypso. What did I say? Skipto? Skipto. That's okay. Schizo Calypso. It's a terrible band name. It's my, <laughs> it's my terrible band name. But. I love it, though. <laughs> but you were going through... Um, you couldn't really talk much about it because you were going through uh, or a trademark lawsuit. The, yeah, the trademark lawsuit. Yeah, so we ended up winning the lawsuit. I mean, it was really nothing to win. It was a matter of going through the process in the right. sense that, like, the law is it's first in commerce, not first to file. So he, he filed for a trademark in 2015. We've been around since 1998. He couldn't win the case. Right. But to go through the process, that gauntlet, that legal nightmare – it took us four years. It took me about $6,500. But I did it on principle, really, because it was like, I reached out to this guy, and I was like, look, man, we've got members of this band that are not alive anymore. It means a lot to us. It means right. a lot to the fans and friends and family that the music stays out there. And he just wrote back, yeah, man, sorry. And I was like, okay. And what was he that's doing, what we're doing with it? He's a he's a, a rap guy out in Los oh, Angeles. Okay. And at this point, the, the term schizo is, it's... There's so many bands at this point, yeah. but, you know, he just, he was bullying, not just me, there was other bands. I found like four other bands. He was just taking their music down. You know, they weren't interfering with him, but he was just going after them. Wow. And so I connected with some of them and, you know, it's, I was just like, you know what, somebody's going to have to stop this at some point. Yeah. Because I had to re-release all the music under another name. I released it as Modern Day Travesty because I just thought that that was, it was still kind of like the rhyming words, right. but it was very topical to what was going on. And, uh, but it was like, nobody could find the music. Nobody was looking for Modern Day Travesty. So at, at some point I, I, it was like right near uh, the tail end when 
his his trademark would have become an almost an incontestable status had six more months gone by. Really? And I it was basically like, you're either going to do this or you're not, Brad. Right. So at that point, I was like, we're doing this, and that's what we did. Wow. And, and we you won. ended up winning. Good. Yeah, it wasn't hard. We we actually filed um, for summary judgment. We won that. He didn't get a lawyer until we won, and at that point, it was like kind of late. Kind of late in the game, they tried to. They filed a request for reconsideration, which was just it, it was meritless. It was right. it was to basically buy time so we could negotiate. He offered to pay me out. Um, I, I declined because my feeling was yes, this is a, a good chunk of money that you're willing to pay. Mm-hmm. But after that first payment, because it was going to be over like nine months, who's going to enforce you paying me? Right. The lawsuit's over. You've gotten what you wanted, and now I've got like a down payment on something you're not going to come through on. I guarantee it wasn't yeah. going to cover your costs anyways. And what yeah, you, know, you for what is this, what'd you say sixty five hundred dollars? Yeah. And plus, it, like I said, it really wasn't about the money. It was like if he was allowed to keep this thing, he could continue doing this to other people. Right. And it was just so unnecessary. So, so now that you have the, the trademark, you have the you have the name back. You can use it legally. I can. What's your plans now with it? Well, the cool thing about it is that, in a sense, him taking all the music down right. is allowing me to go back and re-release uh, either remastered versions of these old albums. Because there's, like, old albums. I'm not even sure if I still want to re-release them because they're, I was a kid, you know, that's not even, like, the greatest stuff. Yeah, but still, man. So I'm putting it up, and I'm putting it back up slowly, and I'm kind of cleaning it up. Like, some okay. of the, you know, the song beginning and end points, remastering the songs, giving the songs... Like, back then, we didn't have the technology to really give a good face. Right. So, a lot of the artwork was kind of shoddy. It looked like, you know, somebody did it on their home computer. So, we're given, you know, like, the original artwork as it should have been. We have, like, all these old files of, like, what the album covers could have been. Wow. So, I'm pulling some of that stuff to give the fans, like, oh, this is this is what the album cover was intended to be, but they didn't have the technology to do it. So, it's kind of cool. Good thing you didn't get rid of all that stuff. No. I Luckily, I did it for the lawsuit. Yeah. Do you realize how difficult (laughs) it is to go back and try to, like, flesh out the timeline? Because the internet's only going to get you back so far. It's going to get you back to about 2000, but we started in 1998. But unless you held, like, old flyers or... So I had to go... I, I had to get... A bunch of affidavits from people in other states. It couldn't just be people in Maryland that bought the CD where they were shipped to. I had P.O. Box records because I've had the P.O. Box. Like, actually, I've had the P.O. Box since, like, 97. But, like, uh, going back and finding old people that duplicated stickers that were going on the albums, they were still around. They still had the order. Um, t-shirts from like 1999. Holy cow, man. Yeah, like, uh, what's the uh, the place there on Main Street? Um, God, it. It's not. It's not a bright idea. I always get it mixed up. It's um, oh a marketing God. place. Yeah, it's Bob Titleman's place. Oh, um, Skylight. Yeah, they had the T-shirt orders. That the original T-shirts from like '99. So they were wow. able to pull the records. But like, it, it gets a little bit tricky. But all we really had to do was prove that we were before 2015, which that was easy. Wow. I mean, you could just uh, like literally. We spent sixty five hundred dollars for a couple judges or, or lawyers to do a Google search. All you had to do was do a Google search, right? Be like, well, here's an article in the Towson Times from like two thousand three, or here's show listings at the Record Theater from two thousand two. Man, you know, it's like, but I had to go through the gauntlet. Yeah, holy cow. Yeah, it was worth it though. Sounds like it. It was. It was so awesome just yeah. to see that red X. Well, it's not an X; it's a circle with the line right. on his trademark. 
I would have paid sixty five hundred dollars <laughs> just for that. You know, just like it was awesome. So, how many albums total were there under that? Thirteen. Holy cow! Yeah, that was just. And you had though. to take all them down originally. Yep. He 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 went after three, and then I thought, okay, well we'll we'll see how this goes. And then wow. a couple months later, he went after three more, and it was just like a domino. It was like every time he did it, it was like, are you going to do this or not, Brad? You're going to have to stop this if you're going to stop it. So now you can you can sell them again. Mm-hmm. I guess the CD you go and vinyl. As well, um, or just CD? Really, I'm just getting them up uh, digitally. Okay. I, mean, I, I could sell them, I guess, the, the um, physical copies at shows, right. that kind of thing. So just going to do like Apple, Spotify, what else is out there? Yeah, music? Uh, basically uh, Pandora, iHeart, Pandora. IHeart, yeah. yeah, everywhere okay. pretty much the podcast goes, you know. That's, yeah, I didn't even think about that, except for YouTube. So the podcast doesn't go to YouTube, you're right. No, not yet. I think they're talking about an RSS feed. Yeah. We'll see how that works. We'll get into that later. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, all right, so so the Schizo, Schizo Calypso is doing good. and Yeah, we're doing a, uh, a reunion show on April 15th. I was going to ask you about that. I don't know if this will be out by then, but like April 15th, we're doing a reunion show down at Zen West with Prison Wife, Old Man Jones. Is it Towson? No, it's Baltimore, right? It's Towson. Okay. And Dana Denise, so... We're excited to do it. It's kind of weird, though, because our last show was with Buck Cherry back in 2019. Wow. That was in 2019, though. And the band, like, we all got together in the same room. It was like, we're all looking at each other like, do you remember how to play this? Do you remember how to play this? Because <laughs> it's been a while, you know? I bet as soon as you sat down to play, everything just came back naturally, though, didn't it? Kind of. The, the It's really weird, though, because the first practice was solid. The third practice was like... What the hell's going on here, you know? <laughs> but I think what it was, was... Some people had a bad... Was it on a Monday? It, no, but <laughs> it, it could have been uh, just a bad day. But yeah. I also think that you start dialing into the songs. At first, you're just happy you can play them. Right. The third time, you're like, well, we got they got to sound good. <laughs> so you start getting into that boat. So you guys are going to be playing Zen West. Today. You got any other things lined up? That may be the last show. Yeah, we're we're talking about doing some other things, and I wanted to put Veteran Avenue together and take that out. So okay, yeah, yeah. But if there's just uh, well, we got two guys filling in for one. Okay, the other two guys that I've been playing in schizo with, well, uh, since the late early two thousands, I mean, or late nineties. Um, those guys uh, they, they want to go in a different direction. They want to do uh, something okay. else musically, not you know, not a. a more of the cover realm is what they they want to do, you know. I, so. so let's say when you guys play Zen West, if everything goes over well and you have fans saying, "Oh man, you guys got to play again, you got to play again," it'll happen. Yeah, we I figured as much. I, I've had some people up in Harrisburg like reaching out, like, "Hey man, like you're gonna come up here and do a show." I'm like, I don't know, right? And then I started putting the pieces in place to do that, and uh, I don't know what'll happen. I, but I think you're right. After I think they get off the stage and they feel that mm-hmm. they might be like, maybe we should do a Virginia show and a PA show and just kind of do it. Yeah, as, to whatever degree we like can a do. last hoorah tour or whatever. Yeah, like do a five to ten how show. Man, run. I mean, kiss. I mean, I mean, look at all these bands that done how many farewell tours. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so who says you can't do just That's one? Right. So all right, and Veteran Avenue. You said you're going on the road with that, or you hoping know, to? Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's a project uh, that's got 24 different Baltimore-based 
musicians right. in it. So basically the, the idea was I would typically write the song and then I would kind of like look for different people to play on the song. Like if it was a blues song, I might reach out to like a Todd Boyle or a Brian mm-hmm. Rumbley to come in. Or We talked about this on the other show. And just over the course of, well, almost four years, uh, we put together these 18 songs and, and put it out. So that just came out uh, March 3rd, 3-3. So, okay. Yeah. So now as far as books go, are you working on another one? <laughs> That is a hat that I've not put back on. I, okay, I don't have time. Like the podcast <laughs> is gonna enough. Say, all right. And speaking of the podcast, so mouthful of graffiti, which I love the name, the Mog. Where in the <laughs> world did you come up with that? That was the name of the uh, second "We Love the Underground" album, and it was just basically this idea that we we all have these walls, these social media mm-hmm. walls, and we're always just running our mouths and splattering all this, uh, you know content onto these walls and i just thought we're just a bunch of it's a mouthful of graffiti is what it is i love it and I that's where it, it came man. from but it also seemed like it would work with a podcast too right so I, I started first trying to find like different um album titles that i could kind of like piggyback on to kind of like um i don't know bring that those themes in like i have an album called between the lines and beyond the static so i was thinking about the between the lines podcast or beyond the static podcast or but all those were taken. Like like all every name I could think of had been taken right. for a podcast. And Mouthful Graffiti was original enough that people that, that one was Who did taken. the artwork for that? The Mog? Yeah. David Weston Gregor. You mean the skull? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That uh, is awesome, man. He, yeah, he did a great job. I love it. All right. So I thought talked about this briefly before we started. Or in the beginning. And I'll let you put the uh, Talking about how you blame me for the yes. podcast. So tell everybody the story there. Yeah, so I don't this, know why you're blaming me. No, I mean, it's a good <laughs> thing. It's a great thing. Um, we did the podcast together, like you said, about a year ago. And at one point, you had offered to help me do a podcast. You're like, if you ever want a podcast or co-host right. or whatever, I'd be happy to help you. And I... I didn't think anything of it in the moment. Need to blame Lisa. That's what it is. Well, it, she's partly to blame, too. Actually, she's <laughs> a lot to blame. So I guess as I was driving home, it was starting to marinate because I've been playing in the local music scene right. uh, for 24 years. I was like, wow, you know, I know a lot of people. And this could be something to do. But then I, I kind of departmentalized it and just kept singing along to whatever I was singing along with. And then I got home and I told Lisa, I was like, yeah, he was saying I should probably start my own podcast. And she's like, you should start your own podcast. <laughs> and I was like, well, I, I, I'm not doing a podcast. I don't really even know where to start with that. Because I was a little just intimidated by the gear. And right. What, how do you do a podcast? Well, I know when you, because when you had come in for that podcast, at first when you sat down, you seemed a little nervous. I was. Uh, but it's like you... After a while, you seem so relaxed and you were a natural at it. Yeah. And now you are. Yeah. You know. So I did the first podcast, and I, after doing the first one, I was like, that wasn't so bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, things like the editing software, those were daunting things. Like, well, how do you take this, the audio <laughs> file? And, like, I, I should know this as a musician, but, like, and put it over here and edit it. Like, what right. kind of software do I need? And Hindenburg is fantastic. Oh, I love it. I, I, love I just – I didn't even – I didn't even hesitate to buy the full package. 129 yeah, best $129 I've ever spent. Yep. So. Yeah, it's because uh, I was using Audacity for a while. And, well, you're on Buzzsprout, right? I am on Buzzsprout. Okay. And then Buzzsprout had the Hindenburg deal, mm. which I kept wanting to buy. I kept, I kept putting off, putting it off within World Radio Day. And they, Hindenburg offered even a bigger discount. It's like, 
you know what? Let me just do it. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so, so intuitive. Oh, so easy. I love the auto levels, the magic levels. It, it's just and having to, you know, like your um, your intro and everything. If you keep the same one, you can just store it. Oh, it's great. That's it's right. great. I don't understand why more podcasters aren't using it. I mean, the only thing that I have to typically recut is the news blurps because they they time out. Right. But other than that, I'm just sliding the file <laughs> in. And I, I do spend a lot of time editing, probably more than I should. Uh, like an hour podcast, I'll edit for about two and a half, three hours. Just to, I get like all the dead space out. I take out a lot of the ums. I'm, start, I'm starting to stop do it, doing some of that. Yes. Because I do want more of that natural feel. But, was, you know, live and learn. Yeah. Well, and it takes time. I mean, I was doing it the same thing. I was taking out all the ums, all the background noises, and if, when I go back and listen to some of those early episodes, f- first of all, I got to laugh at them. But then I'm like, why did I take all that stuff out? It just doesn't, it doesn't sound real. It, and well, if you're having a conversation, right? I mean, think of it, and this is the way I look at it. So if I ask you a question, I mean, a deep question. And you and answer right away? <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's eh, not natural. Right. It's like it's scripted. Right. But if you put the, um, well, it's funny uh, that you say that. You think about it. So the very the very first couple of episodes, it was so tight like that. Yeah. It almost sounded like I pre-recorded the questions and then put their answers in. Right. I was like, that's too tight. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so I've I've found pretty much a, a good balance. You know, but I also I will send it to the the guest because sometimes people will say something. Where I'm seeing your body language and mm-hmm. you're seeing mine, and it makes sense in context. But if you take it out of context, it could get them, you know, oh, yeah. jammed up. So I don't well, want anybody to be like reluctant to promote it because it's like, oh, well, I didn't mean to say that. Yeah, that. Well, yeah, that's true. I never thought about that because so you want them to promote it. Oh yeah, yeah, obviously. So tell everybody what Mouthful of Graffiti is about first of all, because your yours is completely different from yes. mine. I'll speak to anybody. You, you have the <laughs> well. I mean, that was not, I mean, nothing, nothing against you, Brad. <laughs> but no, I mean, to me, you know, I, everybody's got a yeah. story. Um, but you have a particular niche that you do, which right. I love. Yeah, tell everybody what it is. And it's it makes sense for you. Yeah, too. it's basically creatives in the Mid Atlantic area. I speak with authors. I speak with musicians, photographers. I would speak with people that do um, art, like paintings, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, really, no limit. Artist. Yeah, as long as it's creative, it's it's welcome. And and the sponsors or any of those people, obviously, I'll bring them in. I, I was I, I chose and reached out to sponsors that mm-hmm. would make sense, that would pair with music and, or or uh, literature in some way. Like, right. I didn't just randomly pick, like, uh, Churchville Kitchen and Tile because that doesn't really have anything to do with art. Well, yeah. I guess it, it could. See, that, that there's a... Well, the tile, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it could. But you know what I mean. I try to, like, pick breweries or music stores right. or uh, bookstores, so... Now, well, of course, you got a marketing background, so for you, that wasn't hard. No, I knew do, all the context from the Baltimore Sun. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I know a lot of podcasters today, they... And it, this has been a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> and I'm sure you probably belong to some of the groups on Facebook. Everybody's always asking, how many downloads do I need to, before I can monetize my podcast? Yeah. My answer to that, zero. Other people will say, oh, no, you need these. No, you will get people asking. 
Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah. you had sponsors before you launched your first episode. I didn't did, you? and that was, and that, as did yeah, I. It was a bit of a leap of faith. I think that people were trusting the fact because of my background that I was going to push this and it would be successful. But Vagabond Sandwich Company was the very first sponsor, mm-hmm. and he wrote the check without ever hearing an episode. He didn't right. even ask about metrics. He was like, "I'm in." He's like, he knew. Yeah. Um, uh, but then there were uh, sponsors where it was like, well, h- how many streams does it have? What is it? And I get that because there's so many different podcasts. What makes yours special? Why are you special? They didn't know me from anybody. Yeah. So, you know, those people I had to kind of finesse a little bit. I had to get a couple of episodes out there. Right. You know. So the one thing which, and first of all, I want to uh, tell you how proud I am of you about the podcast. Thank you. Because you dove right into it. And you went went out there. You got the sponsors right away. Basically, you did everything the same way I did, um, and it has become well a business. It is. Yeah, I mean, anytime degree, you yeah. have a sponsor paying you, it, it is yeah. a business. Um, and like me, you're still learning from it. I'm still learning stuff. I, I don't think that will ever end because the way the podcasting is growing now. I looked this morning. Uh, before before we came here to record, and there, as of now, there are over two million podcasts worldwide. Podcasting but, but is, ours are the best, you know. Well, that. yeah, of course. Well, <laughs> hey, well, that shows you just won what Harford County Living That's Choice right. Awards for favorite local podcast. That's true. Yes. Um, so there, there are a lot of great podcasts in the area. There are. There, there are. are. Actually, have you been on? Stephen Williams yet the Main Street podcast? I haven't, but you I, have? I've heard it's a really good one. It's similar. Is it? It's similar in nature to yours. Or? Similar, yeah, okay. similar to mine. And then there's the Zen Setter, and then Candace Minix has one. Um, I, I can't remember what it what it's called, but they do one for like uh, mental health, which is killer. Um, which one's that? I, I've, I, I've had a lo- lolly on. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because that's right. That isn't Candace his sister. Yes. Okay, yeah. Yes. So Candace wasn't on, but Ed was talking about it. That's a good podcast. Because I wanted to go on there and talk about Schizo Calypso, the premise right. of it, like the whole mantra, because I thought it would really tie it nicely with it. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, definitely. But no, there are a lot of – and that's one of the things – I say Zen Setter. Yeah, Zen Setter. Yeah. That's uh, – Sophia Musto. Sophia, yeah. yeah. She's great. Actually, she was supposed to come on the podcast, too. I don't know what happened there. You're seeing a lot more people coming out doing podcasts. Do you think – can I ask you a question real quick? Do yeah, that's think, why it's called Conversations with Rich Bennett, man. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, one of the things that I realized in doing it was that podcasts, especially for the local musicians, seem to be kind of taking the place of, like, your old, like, radio mm-hmm. local shows. Like, your lo- local radio shows, I should say. Like, your your Noise in the Basement or your uh, 97 Underground. Those kind of shows where they may still do it in some capacity. Right. But it seems like this is becoming the outlet now for local musicians and artists. Yeah. The only difference is, because Matt Terry does Fresh Tracks on the college He does, On yes. WHFC. So, the big difference... With that is, if you're doing the podcast, and we talked about this when you and I recorded the first time, playing the music on the podcast, you have to have the rights, not just of the band and the songwriter, but you got to get the rights from the producers and all that. Yeah. So there are some podcasts that are out there doing it. Not as many. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I, I think you're, that's where radio is still going to succeed because the radio stations already have that license and everything. No, I think radio is great. Actually, uh, in, in terms of marketing, it's one of the best outlets at this oh, point, yeah. I, I think. Yeah. But in terms of those shows, I've just, I don't see as many of those shows. Like, I don't see noise in the basement anymore. It's just gone. You know, it's yeah. sad. But, but some of the radio stations will have that as a podcast. And will have I? It, yeah, and okay. have it on their, on their website. I think what they should do is have it as a, as a show too yeah. on the radio station because I can understand and I've talked to a couple of people from radio that you know like if my podcast they asked me if I would be interested in putting it on the station yeah well I can't do that because what's the difference between doing a podcast like mine and being on the radio or even yours because yours you have no set time limit right so you can't do that on radio. No, you you'd have to pre-record them, obviously, and keep and it cut within, out a lot of stuff. Yeah, keep it within forty-five to an hour or whatever yeah. they want. Yeah, and to me, that's take away a lot of the the good content. That's one of the reasons I stopped because when I started this originally, I started doing it at the radio station, recording there. Yeah, but I think most of the good content was during commercials. Yeah, and it's. I, I yeah I, I I think you'll still have your regular radio shows like you know, BAL's got C four I think they still C four I don't know I don't know I haven't listened to talk yeah. radio in a long time it's been a while um, but with podcasts your biggest niches right now music is one of them um, true crime oh my god conspiracy theories yes yes and some of your interview shows like Rogan Jocko who's the other one Tim Ferriss. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat Flynn's got a lot of great, but Pat Flynn, the difference between Pat Flynn and somebody like Rogan and Jocko is Pat Flynn football. Pat Flynn can do a podcast by himself and no guest. Whereas mm. somebody like Rogan wouldn't be able to do it. I don't know. Maybe Rogan could. Um, that's, but a Pat, lot, that's a lot of extra work there. It is. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys that do it. it it's when I first got into podcasting. um, Two guys I really followed was Daniel J. Lewis, who does it by himself, and Dave Jackson. So it was the audacity to po- po- the blah, 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 right lips here, the audacity to podcast. Yeah. That's Daniel J. Lewis's, and the school of podcasting by Dave Jackson. Learned so much from those two, um, and now Buzzsprout, of course, they have all their stuff too yeah. online. But it's it's great. Um, so somebody that's getting into it. Because a lot of people think they can, and you still see this. Some people just grab their phone and record on there. I know. And they'll use, I ain't going to mention the names, but those free yeah. uh, hosting companies. What advice would you give them? I would say do the homework. You do a very good job of holding a conversation without having like uh, notes in front of you. Right. But I would suggest to anybody actually starting out or trying to do it to do your research and to have questions ready, mm-hmm. you don't have to read the questions verbatim, but just have some questions in mind or at least have a list of talking points. So you're right. not staring at the person, that uncomfortable silence ensues, and then you start panicking, and then you really can't think of anything to talk about. Uh, so air. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, do your research, know that it's going to take some work, and also realize that you don't get a second bite at the apple. So your I first... Like 
two, three, four episodes, they better be dynamite. They, they got to be really good. You can loosen the reins a little bit as you go, but you got you're gonna have to impress people out of the gate, and then after you do that, you can yeah dial it back a little bit, you know. And also realize that it's like anything else; it's tenacity. Tenacity's king. So in terms of branding, you know, the Mog is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger just from existing Mm -hmm. so a year from now you know the mog is going to have probably 125 episodes out there and people will just know it and they were they're going to want to be a part of it because the brand right so see the good thing one of the things i like about yours you can go back and listen from the first episode yeah you can i mean it's great conversation that's those are the type of podcasts i like where you can go back and listen to from episode one all the way up to episode 1000 yeah or whatever you know because there's good content out there i would also say the thing that we talked about pre-podcast is to have make sure you're putting out content regularly Mm -hmm. you know once a week get your schedule do not miss a date because people will start tuning out right yeah and the worst thing you can do if you know you're going to miss a date don't on the next podcast don't apologize act like it never happened yeah and that's where a lot of people mess up too. People aren't paying as much as much of attention as you think. Yeah, but they will notice if you apologize. Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Um, so, with your podcast, and I've had a lot of people ask me this. <sighs> you look like you're struggling to figure out how to ask it. <laughs> uh, no, it's something I'm 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 not really looking forward to doing. I and I still don't know if I'm going to okay. do it. I probably won't because it's just I'm old school. Your podcasts originally were called what netcast uh-huh um because of Apple became podcast and all this oh, okay yeah so yeah it was the old m p three players before uh pi- uh before Apple brought out the iPod people were doing podcasts there weren't a lot out there, yeah, but they were doing them um video any plans on do I know it's a lot of work because now that's separate editing as well. I won't personally do it. I've okay. considered going up to the podcast studio main, and I did do one episode like that. And my Zoom episodes are, are video. Okay. But uh, I believe that the rate up there is it, – it was a little pricey. That's why I only did one episode up there. We did the first episode for free to test the, the studio out. Right. And I was going to get a deal um, to do like a certain amount a, a month. So it's a beautiful studio on Main Street. Right. Um the the gentleman who offered me that deal is no longer there. Oh, so I'm not sure if I would still get the deal. So I've kind of teetered on the idea because it is it is a cool environment. And when you leave there, basically they've got uh, in the back there's five cameras, right? And they got this little like board that's got all five cameras on it. And they just when per- one person's talking, the guy just hits the button. Okay, the camera goes to that person, and when the the thing's said and done, it's done, it's edited. They just give it to you. It's great. Uh, just it has to get within the price point, but I I would not attempt to do it myself. No, I would I'll not. Say it can't be that expensive. I mean, you're, but it might be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I know on average with video, most of your podcast studios are charging like sixty five, so anywhere between forty five to sixty five dollars an hour. Um, oh no, this was in the ballpark of four hundred and fifty dollars an episode for an hour. Ooh, yeah. Wow. And then we okay. actually, they actually brought me in and, and, and they were open to hearing my thoughts on it. And I told them, I was like, that's priced too high. 
Uh, if you want somebody that's going to do regular podcasts, you're going to have to get it into the buck fifty two hundred realm. Yeah, and it's got to be somebody that's got their podcast monetized very well, right? And who could afford to do that? Yeah. Right? So, um, yeah. Actually, let's take a quick break and talk about our sponsor, the Chesapeake Podcast Network. The Chesapeake Podcast Network, or CPN, is a collection of podcasts that are somehow tied to the Chesapeake Bay Area. So whether the location where the podcast is recorded is in the Bay Area, or even if the host lives or is from the area, it can be added to the network. So if you're a podcaster and you're not on the Chesapeake Podcast Network, it's simple to get added. Just go to ChesapeakePodcastNetwork.com, and you can go ahead and well, you'll see the follow us and all the information's on there. The phone number four four three nine eight two zero two five zero, or you can email me because yes, I run it. R Bennett at HarfordCountyLiving dot com. There are so many great podcasts on here. Brad's podcast, of course, is on here. Mouthful of Graffiti, the Mall. That's one of them that's on here. Mine, Conversations with Rich Bennett, is on here. You have the Main Street Podcast, which you heard us talking about. That's on here. Some other great ones that you're going to hear on the Chesapeake Podcast Network is, of course, the Dream World. That's when we just add it. Podcasts from the Harvard Community College, Zen Setter, Chefs Without Restaurants, and, of course, Truth and Levity with Jordan and Candace. So, again, go to ChesapeakePodcastNetwork.com. Look at all the great podcasts. Give them a listen, Granny. You're not going to be able to listen to them all in one day, but take a year or two to check them out. Let's go ahead and get back to the conversation. But it is a beautiful studio. I, yeah. I'll show you like a little video clip of what it looked like. The only issue I had with my episode was they forgot to turn one of the mics on. Ouch. So you can't really tell, though, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, but basically, my, my mic was off. So everything that they were hearing was coming through my buddy's mic. Oh, so well, obviously it wasn't a directional microphone because it picked me up pretty well, <laughs> but you know, wow. But they were just learning, and and the yeah. room wasn't treated, so everything was bouncing off the walls, and oh, they didn't have the cushions it, up it was, there. This was early on, so okay, yeah. Me, making I gotta get that shit done, don't I? You do, you do. You could do it. I, I would say if the Zoom setup was in the ballpark of five to six hundred bucks with the Hindenburg and the and right, the, the, this. I, I don't know, 1200 to 2000 to have a good audio or vi- audio video set up. All right, so you mentioned something, too, before we started about Zoom yes. and, and the sound quality. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I, I – go ahead. I was just going to say that there's – even if you've got your setup sounding good, if theirs sounds bad, it's going to sound bad. Right. And I do take the audio file and I do slide it into, like, a, just an audio version of the MOG. Right. So people can hear it. Um but I also put the video up so people can watch it. But, like, I just did a band from southern Israel, which... Um, I heard that one. Yeah, yeah, that was good. It was cool. Um, but That was through Zoom? It was through Zoom. Okay. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it was, it was only going to sound as good as it was going to sound. Yeah. So Well, the thing with Zoom, and this is something I found out, so the bit rate's not as good as, say, Squadcast or Riverside. Okay. It sounds like you're on the telephone. Is Squadcast like a Zoom? Squadcast is just like Zoom. That's what I use all the time whenever I'm doing virtual. Right. Something that Squadcast added is the option to do video as well. Okay. But, yeah, Squadcast, the bit rate is different, so you're getting that that quality sound. Um, 
you also have the ability to, when you download the files, uh-huh. you can download it as Wave or MP3. Right. Uh, but and, and it stays up there. I think I'm paying like. I had an audio guy come $10 over a month, and we did try. We were trying to figure out how to do like phone conversation podcasts, right? Because I have some friends in California that I want to get on the show, and at the time I was like, I, I can't figure it out. Well, he came over. He couldn't figure out the Zoom either, and he's an audio guy. Oh, I'm you sure- mean oh, so you oh the Zoom live track? Yeah. Oh, you have that? I thought you meant Zoom the soft. I mean the internet. Oh, okay. I I was trying to figure out like how do I get the audio out off of that from the phone call. So there's a plug-in, right? The 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 cord, the SS cord, right? And I I just couldn't figure it out. I got frustrated and just like I'm just doing Zoom calls for now. (laughs) So that's that's what happened. So that's why I'm not on Squadcast yet. I did, yeah, I did one episode where I plugged the phone in, and I mean it was actually pretty easy. You just have your your select. Your input select up there to determine which one it is. Now, if you're using a phone, they need to have headphones on, and you should have headphones on. Otherwise, you're going to get the feedback. Okay. Uh, that 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 is always going to cause a problem. Uh, and for those of you that list are listening, we're not talking about Zoom like in Zoom meetings. We're talking about the Zoom Live Track L8, which is the board that we use for mixing. Yeah. Um, but anyways, when I recorded that one, it still came through. And this is what scares me about cell phones. The quality, it, it is that phone quality, no matter what. Right. You're going to get that. But at times, I could hear her phone cutting out. So she was losing reception. So a lot of the important things that she was saying got cut out. That's the second time where I recorded an episode and I couldn't put it up, uh, which is a shame. And it is because it's yeah. so much work. And, and I, was with, I got to get her on it. I've had her on before. It was with Becky Teitelman. Okay. And it, I, I felt so bad. It's like, man, this. Uh, but, you know, I mean, that's unfortunate. That's one of the things that happened. The only thing I'm afraid of with the <laughs> the Zoom 8 in front of you is that I will get to the end of the interview and re- think I push the mute. Well, I think I push the record buttons, but really hit the mute buttons. Oh. I've done that when I'm trying to cut the <laughs> intros. Yeah. So I double, triple, quadruple check. But, yeah, that's always my fear that I get to the end. I've got a great episode, and I didn't record it. Well, one of the things i got to give you credit for is that you do something that I haven't figured out how to do yet. You you got the horses and the chickens and everything else in there. Yeah, so that's that's part of it. Um, so you can go to YouTube, and um, you can pull down some, like, free copyright-free right. samples. And that's what I'm using. And it just started out off as a joke, really. Wait a minute. So you don't have them programmed into your into the live track? No, I add them later. Oh, yeah. I thought you had it programmed in and hitting the buttons. I would. That'd be great. It'd be perfect. You can. I'm sure you can, but I. That, that's not what I'm doing. No. Oh, okay. Never mind. I have I take like a, back what I said. You didn't figure it out before. <laughs> no, no. I I have an audio folder of sound effects. Now, okay. Yeah. And I just oh, like if somebody's talking about oh, it's been a really long time. I'll put the eagle like flying, right. you know, or whatever. I the only sound effect I've had to no I've used two sound effects so far so I had Heather, I don't think your podcast would make sense with a lot of sound effects. Well, it was as a joke. Okay. So I did a podcast with Heather, Angela, and Kate from the Chamber. Okay, and at the time, and Heather was at home, but they were doing construction in her house, <laughs> so you could always hear the you know like them banging right. So even during the recording, I said, oh, man, I got to have fun with this. I'm going to, you know. So you heard the banging, and 
the effect I put in there was open up FBI. So <laughs> that and Joe, you know Joe Ayler from Tar Heel Construction. Yeah. Okay. So we were <laughs> had to laugh my tail off. Joe does a lot of podcasts with me, and we were recording one with Joe Conroy of I think it's Harford Harford Retirement Planners. Okay. And um, somehow or another, the subject came up with about bad days or whatever. And Joe started talking about how you know, he got up in the morning, went down. It was it was that morning that we were recording. He went downstairs. The dog went to the bathroom on the floor. He stepped on it barefoot. But he was dropping the F-bomb and the yeah. S-bombs and all that. So it's the first podcast episode where I ever, ever had to put in the boop. So I put that in there. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I was doing that episode, like I was saying, with mm-hmm. uh, the Dodies in southern Israel. Yeah. And I was talking about like the, the unrest in that area because they're right between Syria and Egypt. And mm-hmm. just to the, the east, it obviously get, gets worse. So we, we were talking about that. And just like on cue, it wasn't even a sound effect. They were having fireworks I going on that. outside. <laughs> and he's like, as you can hear, <laughs> it sounded like bombs were going off in the background. Yeah, he's that like, was pretty wild. Man. Yeah. Those that, guys are cool, man. Oh, they yeah. are. They are. That was, How do you find these people, by the way? That guy. So I reached out to Bumblefoot from Guns N' Roses. And I was like, well, he was the former Guns N' Roses guitarist. And I was like, right. hey, man. I just kind of like a Hail Mary. I was like, I'd like to have you on the show. We met in Vegas. And he's like, hey, man, I'm really tied up doing studio work right now. But I'm producing this band. And he's, he introduced me to the band. And it wasn't like I, I like this band because the association with Bumblefoot, this band is good. Right. Like they could be like the next Nirvana type of band. Oh, wow. And I started like really like listening to their music and getting into it. And they were, and they were also just really super nice guys. So they had a new record coming out. I was like, let's do it. You know, obviously it's, it's mid Atlantic. Well, Bumblefoot is in North, uh, upper New York. So that's my connection to the okay. Atlantic. And that's his band that he's producing. So see, that's, I think that's another place where podcasters, I don't know if they get scared or what, but you hear them all the time. A lot of, how do I get guests? How do I get guests? Yeah. You just said it. You ask. Yeah. It's simple. I mean, it's some, and some, after a while they'll come to you. I've also deliberately, I've, I've chosen the path of incrementally working up. I, I will not bring on a guest that is, I'm not ready for yet. Right. You know? So, you know, it just, and I also want to keep it local. I don't want to just start getting only big fish and right. this, because it's for the small fish too. So it's for all yeah. fish. Yeah. That was, that was a problem I was having with mine because it was focused strictly on businesses in Hartford County. Yeah. Um, but then it grew and then I started having people from other parts of the country contacting me, you know, authors and all this. It's like, yeah, you start getting overwhelmed with the inbox. Yeah. And you can't and get back to I'm them I'm like, all. well, wait a minute, but it has nothing to do with Harford County. And then somebody said to me, they're like, Rich, people in Harford County read. That's true. I was like, well, yeah. They're like, Just because they're not here in Harford County yeah. doesn't mean it won't benefit somebody here in Harford County. So to that point, um, there's been <laughs> guests that have reached out that – have nothing to do with music whatsoever, mm-hmm. but they want to be a, a guest and their business in town or something like that. So either a, it's, we try to find a tie in or B, right. I, which is sometimes I, hard. Yeah. Or B, I'm going to try to basically do like mini episodes that it will be kind of like a, a, like a wedged in sponsor with a guest. Right. So like maybe you get like 25, 30 minutes with the guest 
five, ten minutes with the sponsor of that episode and then 20, more, 20 or 30 more minutes of the guest again. Just to find a way to let these people still have an outlet because they want to be on the show, but there's right. no tie-in whatsoever. Yeah, that's yeah. That can be hard at times yeah. too because you don't want to you don't want to lose your listeners that you have now. Right. And with your podcast, and I know you focus on the Mid Atlantic. Yeah. I think well, you've already done it in a way. You can go go worldwide. You can with this, uh, with the background you have in music and, and writing. I mean, just art in general. Yeah. There's so many great people out there that you could talk to, but and you know, like with mine, I think. One of the biggest compliments I got was I've had a couple people that have moved here from out of state, and they said they wouldn't have known about Hartford County if they didn't hear my podcast. That's awesome. To me, that was like the one of the biggest accomplishments I could have made with the podcast, which is, you know, Christy, right, Breslin? Yep. Okay. So did the podcast with her. I feel like she's always here. <laughs> you take so many pictures of her at the table. Yeah, so she came in to record the podcast with me. The first words out of her mouth, and this is when it was Harford County living with Rich Bennett. First words out of her mouth was, do you have an agent? I'm like, well, what, for my DJing? She goes, no, for the podcast. Well, no, why would I have an agent? She goes, I think you need to go nationwide. I said, well, technically, in a way, I am. It's like the worldwide you know, web. So she goes, no. Drop the Hartford County living, change the name. You need to expand because you're already talking to other people that aren't Small here. Small town living or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I said, I said, you know what? You've you're not the first person to tell me that. I've had a lot of people tell me that. So I put a thing online. First, I contacted my sponsors and asked them if they were okay with it. Um, one sponsor said, "Well." Harford County Living, you know, that's your brand. Well, Harford County Living, the website, is the brand. Right. Technically, the podcast isn't. Um, And then I put a thing out to the listeners and asked for suggestions. Mm -hmm. Some of the weird names for the the name of the podcast, I had, like, the Richie Rich Show and stuff like that. There you go. I was like... Silver Spoons, man. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, no. So that's when we decided on... Everybody liked conversations with Rich Bennett because that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So to to please a couple of the other so it's Harford County Living presents conversations with Rich Bennett. Yeah, but it's because of you. <laughs> All right, that also gave me the idea because one of the things I noticed with each one of your episodes, you have the Mog logo there. Yes. One of the things I want to do, and you and I talked about me went to since my plans. Other plans fell through for the podcast studio I wanted to do originally. Put the shed in the backyard. And I, went, I already have the neon signs that say conversations with Rich Bennett. Do you really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, you can, I didn't know you can order them online. And you, they can say anything you want? Yes. You got to get it for the mog, man. Uh, well, now, now I am. <laughs> I'll have to send you the link. <clears throat> but um, I figured this way I can t- that can always be. Yeah. In there. That's awesome. Because, you know, with Canva, I could take your photo and then still put you, even though the sign ain't here, put you in front of it. Right. I and, love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's your fault for that. All right. <laughs> but um, so you all heard me mention podcast studio. So the plan is, and I talked to Brad about this a while ago. Um, so originally, my brother in law has a restaurant that's sitting empty. Years ago, now I'm going back probably three, four years ago, 
my plan was, and I, I took the business plan to him, was to make it a podcast studio slash unique coffee shop because he had the liquor license. Right. So somebody went in, they wanted a Mexican coffee, they got a true Mexican coffee. You have regular coffee too, and I would have six separate, I think it was six, six separate podcast studios that would be soundproofed and one stage for live podcast. Needless to say, that plan fell through. That That's not happening. So somebody came to me, told me I need to put a shit in my backyard. And that's the plan. That's what we're going to be doing eventually. That's awesome. So Brad will have a place to record as well because you're recording in your basement now, right? I've been doing it in the basement. I have a basement bar. I just got the, the mic set up, and that's that's it. Okay. Yep. So I told Brad once I get it done, then anytime he wants to use it, and this is my plan to do with other local podcasters if they want to give them a venue to record. Some people are still recording in their closets. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of hard. But Let me ask you this question. Have you thought about bringing in um, other – I've thought about bringing in like a, like a second person to do mods. Like I'll give them the audio files, and then mm-hmm. they could slide the interview into the place. So it would be the mog with so-and-so, the mog with so-and-so. So you could get more episodes out there, more content going, more – like you know fanfare and hoopla around mm-hmm. your brand because I, there's like you said like your inbox is like filled with people that you cannot get back to because oh, yeah. you can't you know be everywhere at the same time wait so you mean like a producer or no like, i might not be following you well here. what i'm saying is like instead of like brad doing every single podcast okay. or rich bennett doing every single podcast another person that you trust that's going to do a good job you know, to also be doing the podcast. So it wouldn't be conversation. Oh, not a co-host, but somebody, like, if I'm sick or whatever. Then yeah, like Harford in. County Living, not not yeah. conversations with Rich Bennett, but Harford County Living with Christy Breslin or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, where it could actually, like, they could just do the interview. And then, like, right. on Sunday night when you drop the episodes, you're, you're dropping five episodes or six episodes. You're really yeah. drumming up that content. Um. No, no I, I never thought about that. And I guess the only reason being is because I just love doing this. I, I, I was in a conversation it's yesterday. It's not a bad idea. No, I was talking to this guy in Ohio yesterday. He's like, you know what, man? You should have like, you should have a MOG in Ohio. We were talking about having a MOG in like So uh, franchise it. Yeah. So, oh, my God. A, pod, a franchised podcast. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. Yep. Man, you better trademark that sucker real <laughs> quick, man, if you haven't already. Well, yeah, it would just, Mid-Atlantic would be like, you know, it would be the West Coast Mog. Yeah. Or it would be the uh, Midwest Mog or, yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I, I've already got the tra- trademark going. I still think going. you could do it worldwide already. Yeah, you could. I mean, the... the but you got to start somewhere. Yeah. And once you get Hindenburg down, if you keep it at just a regular podcast and not, you know, video... But I think you're gro- I think you're growing it, and this is something I've actually been thinking about. You're growing it enough to where you could get a separate producer. Yeah, which is going to take a little send bit of work the audio off files, you. They edit it and send it. Yeah, back. or have, yeah, because um, that's one of the things I've, I've seriously been thinking about doing. And actually, you and I have the best place for that, especially you. Get interns. Yeah, that's true. For the college to do it. There was actually uh, an old college tech buddy that I was going to actually send him the files, but I was still being very, like, just OCD about mm-hmm. the way it sounded. 
But if I can loosen the reins, and, and there's not anything in the episode where it's like, we got to take that out without being too specific and finding it. I will yeah. just send the audio file, pay the 40 bucks, and he said he'd send it back. Yeah, I mean, that's that's cheap. But right now, we're doing all the work. and Yeah, and, and I'll be honest This with is you, the fun part. This is the fun part. Right. And I, one of the things I do like doing is when I sit down to edit it, and, and yeah, it does take time because I'll listen to the whole podcast. Now, as I'm listening to it, if I hear something I don't like, then I'll I'll cut it out. Yeah. Which Hindenburg makes it so much easier to do. And then, so once that part's done, I'll save that. Then I'll record the intro. Then I'll I'll go ahead and do everything now with. The only difference is now with this with conversations with rich bennett something i did harford county living with rich bennett at the end of each episode it was already saved Mm. so it was the same thing over and over again what i'm doing now with conversations with rich bennett at the end of every episode i'm coming on and telling some i'm recommending another podcast that's that's awesome yeah now of course on this episode i gotta recommend mouthful of graffiti the Absolutely. mom it only makes sense um but i think that's just something another way of getting there's a lot of good podcasts out there that people don't know about that's true because if you look at apple you look at spotify the top of the list it's always the same ones it's those big national ones yep the ones that are paying million dollars too but there's so many good local independent ones like yours you know um like the main street podcast you know, and some others, and Ed and Candace's, that um, it's hard for them to get the word out there. Yeah. And that's, it just, I figured that's another way I can do it, uh, which is why I also started the Chesapeake Podcast Network to do that. Yeah, I appreciate you doing that. Well, one of the things I got to do now is go through, and because I noticed, I noticed this two days ago, I'm going through everything, and there's some podcasts on there where there has not been anything uploaded in two years so it's not really a podcast they're not doing anything anymore so it's like it's i want to go through and listen to them first because if it's something that's relevant if they're good and it's still you know if people can still use that information today i'll leave it there yeah otherwise i gotta take it down yeah it it doesn't make any sense make any sense at all so where do you want to see the podcast go i mean i know you would like to have a mog in ohio and a mog on the west coast and all that but um I don't know. I, I think just uh, I just like to see it keep growing yeah. at the pace it's growing. Right now, it's comfortable, and uh, I hope people are enjoying it. One of the things that I am because a lot of the uh, people that come on are obviously artists and creative. Is you really? I'm getting a lot of people like really sharing things that I don't think that they would typically share outside right. of song. That I, I posted about this the other day, where um, there's that movie Elvis, where it's like if you can't say it or it's too dangerous to say, sing it. You know. Okay, And, and I, I love that quote. I, I was in a movie theater just and watching the previews, and I heard that quote, and I was like, this is awesome, because that's what people are doing. Right. They're, these songs that they're singing, they're telling me what they're about, and sometimes getting to the point where they're almost crying. Wow. You know, and it's like, wow, man. And, and that's so important for their fans or other musicians to hear. Yeah. Or they're coming in and sharing, like um, – Things that other artists deal with, but nobody talks about. Things like imposter syndrome. They they feel like people are going to think that they're disingenuous, that they're right. not the real deal because, and they're just being open about it. And, and having that conversation is, is got to be awesome for other 
artist. It's awesome for me because I'm like, I yeah. thought I was the one who thought this. <laughs> you know? No, that's yeah, that's great. And that's God, when you mentioned the crime part, because especially for songs, there's always one artist I think of. And I'm showing my age here now, but every time he sang this one song, he literally cried during it. And that was Johnny Ray, the okay. song Cry. He just put the emotion behind it. But I've had guests on here where I've had to have tissues. Yeah. Not just for them, but for me, they brought me to tears. Yeah. yeah especially Rage Against Addiction. All It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, stop. You're making me cry. You're killing me over here. <laughs> but it, it's, it's I mean, important, it's, though. Yeah. And I did one with, you know, Rachel from Rage Against Addiction? I, if I saw her, probably. Okay. So Same with had, all the other people you brought up well, today. Yeah. So I had her and her mother on for one episode, and it just so happened that episode fell on Valentine's Day. And it was the it was I think it was titled something like uh, "A Mother's Love for Her Daughter in Recovery." Dude, mm. the most downloads in one day of one episode was that that particular episode. I mean, I was floored. That's awesome. I looked, I was like. Holy cow. Yeah. But I think a lot of it had to do with the title and just the day that it fell. Because I go, <laughs> excuse me, I'll go back to some episodes from a year or two years ago. Yeah. And for some strange reason, the downloads on them have gone sky high a lot more. And I just know people are fi- going through and finding those old That's episodes. That's what it is, yeah. You know, which is good. I would say that uh, just be aware of the impact that you're actually having mm-hmm. because there's so many people that come onto the show and they're, they're so grateful. Uh, one guy, before we even got started, he's like, you know, I heard the intro you did for me cause I always do the intro in advance. Right. And he's like, I, I realized I am somebody, you know, before that he'd never been on a podcast. Mm-hmm. He didn't really feel like anybody recognized anything he did. And that's really, really important. Yeah. So just be aware of how, how important it is for other people that you're doing it. Yeah, I think that's um, – I, I love doing those intros yeah. before and, and, and talking about them. But you're right. A lot of people – How many people have come on and said, I've never done anything like this before? Oh, my God. It's everybody. I, yeah, I, I can't tell you. That's why they're nervous because they don't know what to expect. Yeah. And, yeah. and you just they, – they feel at ease. And that's – You put them at ease. You do a good job. Well, but, thank you. Yeah. And, and one of the things I started doing uh, – yeah, I didn't do it with you because you're a professional at it. Um, but I have to do this with some of the guests. I'll hit record and won't let them know because mm-hmm. we'll just sit here and we'll, we're talking. And, you know, then by the time, you know, next thing they know, it's an hour or whatever. Right. And they're like, we're going to start. I said, we're already finished. We, you know, I've already recorded everything. Really? <laughs> so, but that's, that's that natural aspect yeah. of it too. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, it, it's, you're right. A lot of people, um, God, I had a guy on my other podcast, Lifetime Oath. Uh, he's a Marine, but, oh, my God. He was talking about the veterans and all this, and, I mean, just tearing up. So emotional and everything. Yeah. And you could, his voice was getting louder. Now, he was in California. And, you know, of course, I was here, so he he was on his phone. But, oh, my God. When that that one, that just floored me. Um, and, and you're right, a lot of people just come on in, and I'm sure with you it's the same way. They just, they're just floored. They, they don't realize 
how easy it is. Now, how many times have you gotten people on that said, oh, or, or you try to get them on, they don't want to, I don't like the way my voice sounds. I haven't had that yet. No? no? I haven't had that yet. Uh, and one of the cool things is I have... Well, most of them are singers too, so... Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But I haven't had anybody say, um, or, or bring their ego into the show. Everybody's that's left good. it at the door. Right. So I, I've wondered why that is. One thing is, I don't know if your ego is really going to translate too well just in an audio format, but I also think it's the hosts themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, people will come in all the time and be like, can I cuss on your show? And I'm like, you can do whatever you want. I'm probably not going to just out of respect for the, the sponsors. And, right. You know, uh, but even I will drop a, you know. Right, <laughs> yeah. A little bit here and there. But uh, because of that, the tone that you set becomes the tone for the show. They're not going to cuss because you're not cussing. They're mm-hmm. not going to have an ego if you don't have an ego. You know, if you come at them with a bunch of ego, yeah, they're going to start, like, puffing up like a, a, right. a puffer fish. But, um, yeah, so you, to be a good host, just be uh, completely unassuming, and, and you set the tone, for yeah. sure. Um, all right, so with authors, because you get a lot of authors on. I do. And, and I've had a lot of authors on. I, I use the Larry King method. Don't know if you know what that is. I don't. Okay. See, I can learn something right now. Uh, Larry King always had authors on his show. He never read their books before they came on. Okay. And I don't do it either. Now, I I didn't know this until after I did. You tell me episodes. what it's about, and then, right? Yeah. You're selling me on the book. Do you do the same thing, or do you actually read the book first? I usually read like a, a chapter oh, to get okay. a feel for the writing. Um, but typically, yeah, it's like, what's your writing process? What inspires you to mm-hmm. write this book? What are some of the takeaways? Like you're asking questions that like are leading them to give you the answers, right. which hopefully piggyback onto more questions. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I guess it is the Larry King method. Yeah. When I heard of Larry King doing it, I'm like, oh, okay, good. I'm not the only one. Right, right. <laughs> so. You can't listen, read every book or listen to every I single song. Time. I recorded three to six episodes a week. It's kind of hard for me to read a book. Right. Now, you just brought up something very interesting. That So anybody that's new into podcasting, wanting to get into podcasting, um, needs to know this. The foul language. And, and on Lifetime Oath, we do it. Well, you got a bunch of sure, you know, police officers, veterans, jarheads, whatever, sitting around the table. It, it's sure. They ain't going to watch your mouth. That's why it says unfiltered. Um, but if... There is, and yes, you can do it on podcasting, but one very important thing, and depending on who you host it with, I know Buzzsprout has it, mm-hmm. you have to check that box that says explicit. If you do not, yeah. <laughs> and Apple, because yes, Apple will go through and screen these podcasts every once in a while. If I If Apple sees that you don't have that checked and they hear cussing on your it can even be one episode. They will take your podcast down. The entire podcast. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people don't know that. Now, which is one of the reasons I don't do well, it on, Harf- on on this podcast. With Apple, I believe, before you can get set up with Apple, you have to tell them whether it's explicit or not. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's okay. a box you can check. And I... Because I, I noticed that my podcast, I, I don't think that I put that it was explicit. I think that their crawlers realized it was explicit, and they just labeled it explicit. They did. They did it for me. They didn't take the podcast down now, but I don't oh. recall checking that box. Because in the very beginning, I was very, very mindful of it, and right. I would put beeps in as a joke. Yeah. But then I 
loosened up a little bit. And but then I noticed that yeah, if you look at the listing, it says explicit. Apple may have changed it then because they've been. I think they've probably been going through a lot of changes. I mean, it would be nothing for them to just click the box instead of taking the content down because that would yeah. hurt them too. To take all that content down, you know, depending on who it was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's um So now I just put explicit, but yes. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I, now for this it's one not I explicit, don't but... I don't do it. I'll I'll put the beeps in there only because I mean, I've had kids on the podcast. Sure. I'm not going to put yes, explicit warnings if I have kids on. <laughs> That's there. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, would, like I said, the other one I do, but not this one. Something we do got to do though, and we talked about this the last time, and then you you decide to go and start your own podcast. Uh <laughs> good, which was a good move. And I know if your schedule, it's hard. It is. We have to do a podcast together. You mentioned it when to. you came in. I thought where, that, I didn't think I was coming to do a podcast today. I thought I, I was coming to, to catch up with you, man. Co- I thought I was co-hosting. I thought it was going to be like that long table. There was going to be like six of us sitting there. I had no idea what to expect. <laughs> so now you got another episode out of it. But uh, yeah, I'd love to co-host. It's just I, I'm a nine to fiver. You know, it's, yeah, so I know. It, it is tough. Well, how many? You get what? Summer and spring. Is when you get breaks more or less? Well, I'm on spring break right now. Yeah, I get a winter break and a spring break, which is amazing. People that never worked in the, the college world would just be floored. Like, I, I came from the Baltimore Sun. Right. You were lucky to get off at noon on Christmas Eve. You were back on the 26th, you know? Yeah. At, at, the, at the college, like, ah, take 10 days off. You, know wait, I mean? you don't get summer off, just winter and spring? Yeah, you get you get winter and spring. There's a week break that you get and then okay. you get vacation time too okay but yeah well, i mean we have events during the summer so we obviously have to be there but right yeah but we get like you know two or three weeks of vacation you got your two weeks here it's it's so nice wow i didn't realize but that. we can catch up during one of those breaks yeah definitely so for those of you listening a few things i'm hoping that you got from this podcast episode number one the store at Harford Community College needs to get a pint, pint glass, glass. Yes. <laughs> with the fighting out on there. Number two, if you want to get into podcasting or if you are podcasting and you're looking to monetize it, don't be afraid to go out there, pitch the idea to look for sponsors first. Uh, you know, the, the reason Brad and I were able to do it, Brad does marketing. You worked at the sun. Yep. I worked in radio and to us, it came pretty easy. Um, but just being a salesperson. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not a salesperson, um, learn how to become one. Yeah. <laughs> in right. all honesty, learn how to become one. And number three, listen to the mug, listen to mouthful of graffiti, especially if you love music, Re, I mean, just the arch in general. You yeah. have to listen to it. It's an awesome podcast. And I'm going to kick another idea around to okay. you um, when we're done that I thought about. That. Actually, okay. I'm going to do it, but with, with your background, I'm, 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 I'll let you know. So, okay. Brad, thanks a lot again, brother, man. It was, it was great seeing you, man. Rich, always good to see you. I th- well, last time I saw you was at the, the book artist signing. show. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, and Lisa ran from me. <laughs> <laughs> did she really? I don't you had know. The pod, you had the Podfather shirt on. Oh, I did. Did that's you get little, one yet? No, I, I want one, though. You got to get one, man. Yeah, that's the great. Mo- no, the Mog Father. Oh, there you go. I want to thank the Mog Father, Brad Cox. That's my new nickname for him, the Mog Father. <laughs> but I want to thank Brad again for coming on and... Hopefully you all got something out of that, especially those of you that want to get into podcasting or that are podcasting. Those of you that are thinking about trademarking something, 
you know, the experience that Brad went through. Hopefully you learned something from that. So at the end of each episode, as I said, I like to recommend a podcast. Well, of course I'm recommending Brad's the mouthful of graffiti podcast, the mog. You have to check it out. You can actually find it on the Chesapeake podcast network. Just go to Chesapeake podcast network.com. And I'm sure if you search Spotify, Apple, whatever platform you use to listen to it on, you'll be able to find it on there. So give it a listen. You'll, you'll love it. I listen to it all the time. It's a great podcast. So check it out again. It's mouthful of graffiti, the mog. Also, if you would like to come on to the podcast, if you know anybody that uh, would like to come on, just email me, rbennett at harfordcountyliving.com, and I'll do my best to get them on, or if you want to come on, I'll do my best to get you on as well. It's easy. It's comfortable. I guarantee you, if you're nervous, you won't be nervous. It's very simple to do. I don't care if you're in business. I don't care if you're a nonprofit. I don't care what you know. What is, you may be unemployed and not doing anything, but everybody's got a story to tell. And what better way to tell it than to sit down and have a conversation about it. So until next time, I want to thank you so much for listening. And my name is Rich Bennett. Thanks for being part of the conversation. <laughs>